October is quickly approaching. So I wanted to pop in and make sure you get a super special invite to attend my next radical self-love retreat happening in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. We're going to spend a week having fun in the sun while also bonding, doing healing work, riding ATVs, having Reiki performed on us, getting massages, doing yoga every day, overlooking the ocean. We're going to be eating delicious food, visiting private beaches, not to mention Mexico is the easiest country to travel in and out of right now, which is nice. So if you've been having the itch to travel or to work with me, this is your chance that only happens one or two times a year. There is no other retreat out there like this that comes with a full month of free coaching with me and access to my Radical Self-Love online course so you can get started with your Radical Self-Love journey before you even attend the retreat. So go to kelseyaida.com slash retreat to apply. If you bring a friend, you each save $500. I hope you can make it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to your favorite podcast. Hi, Vibnet. We are so happy to be with you here for another amazing episode. Mm-hmm. If you don't know who we are, I'm Kelsey Aida, one of your co-hosts. I'm also here with my bestie, Lindsay Robinson. We both help people to live their best lives and raise their vibration and feel better and release resistance and manifest all the things. And today we have an amazing, awesome guest. Miss Maya is here to help us talk about some cool witchery and awesomeness and moving energy and living in harmony with nature and all kinds of fun things. She is an author and a teacher of mystical awesomeness. That's what I wrote here as her official title in my notes. So I'm really excited for you guys to get to know her, to want to buy all of her Oracle decks. (laughs) And today we're just going to, (laughs) yes, pick her wisdom and absorb her amazing mystical, magical energy. So Maya, thanks for being here today. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. This is fabulous. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. We love chatting about good old witchery and practical (laughs) intention setting and daily magic and rituals and all the things. So we are here for it. Nothing you can say is too weird or out there. Oh my gosh. I'm hoping it's weird. (laughs) I need a really good weird episode. Sometimes we get really normal. So maybe it's time to like weird it up, you know, (laughs) heavy go beyond to go out there. (laughs) But people are ready for it. (laughs) So before we hit record, I mean, I, I had to stop you because you were saying you were about to say what you were saying was so profound and so great and just such a great beginning about how uh, the word which has become defined in, in, in terms of the more defined it gets, the more exclusive it gets, right? And so a lot of people felt feel kind of left on the, on the sidelines. And I, the reason that I was like, okay, we need to hit record is because I am kind of like, I still feel weird saying that word. I do some weird witchy practices, but I still feel weird saying like, am I though? But can I say that, you know? So I really hope, uh, I would, I would love if you went into depth a little bit on, on what that word means to you and how, how we can make it more inclusive, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think the question also is, do we want to make it more inclusive or do we want to say, eh, we're done with that word and move on Yeah, because Mm, right. mm -hmm. Like, right. We're what I'm looking for, what I'm always kind of seeking out is language that's about connection. And if which has become a word with which we can no longer connect and that it's no longer about connection, it's about something else, 
then it's time to jettison it. Yeah, yeah. Right? So I started using the word witch and I've been around people who have used the word witch for a long time, gray hair. Um, But I never used it. I was like, ew, yuck. What does that word mean? And when I started teaching online, I, you know, I was searching for language for this place where we connect with something that's outside of ourselves. It's like this moment of transcendence where we transcend our own form and we have a sense of the bigger world. We have a sense of being on the web, um, the spider web, not mm-hmm. the internet, but no, the internet like really the, is the, the same thing, right? Interwebs? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Interwebs. And, you know, from that place, you can feel into things. You can feel into futures. You can feel into past. You know what to do. There's, it's a place of incredible empowerment, but it's not because you've done some ritual that you read in a book. It's because you slowed down and you connected with what's out there, right? You've connected with the world around you in a profound way that lets you understand patterns and vibrations. And so when I first started teaching on, online, I'm like, what's the word for that? What's the word for a person who can find patterns in, in moon phases and thinks it's worthwhile to talk to the jasmine plant? Like, what's, what's the word for that? And the best word I could come up with was witch. And at the mm-hmm. time, you know, some people um, who were practicing Wiccans were really actively using the word. But what I've seen in the past five years is that the word witch is really on the rise and that the more it rises, the more it gets defined. And the more it gets defined, the more people go, wait a second, I'm not that, that's not me. And they kind of go <laughs> off sideways, right? So, you know, like I look at what's going on on Instagram and I go, yeah, that's not really me. And so I think it's interesting when you have someone who is identified as a witch by the outer world, Um, who doesn't identify with the word, like there's a disconnect going on there. Mm -hmm. And if I'm feeling it, I'm not the only one. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting point. I like my relationship with the word, which is like in my adulthood, when I started becoming more consciously spiritual and living more intentionally and becoming like really like this creatrix manifester alchemist person, a lot of people would like call me that like they would put that word on me like oh you're such a witch everything you say comes true you always know the future or you're a healer or you're this or you're that and I kind of liked it because there was well I'm an Aquarius so I like to be like kind of eccentric and a little different (laughs) and unique so if people call me a witch I'd be like yeah that's right you better be afraid like (laughs) (laughs) I got the power like I thought it was kind of fun um, but I really started embracing it when I read that book and I forget the author, but it's called witch and it's all about the word and it's black with the white letters. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Which and it's like one? untamed, which it's called untamed something, something. Hmm. Anyway, it was really cool. Like reclaiming of the word for like spiritual women who are living in harmony with nature and working with energy and stuff like that. And I thought it was really cool. Um, and now sometimes, I don't know, I'm like, is everyone trying to be a witch? Do people not like that word? Like, I'm trying to like, 
feel it out. Like, does this feel empowering to me now or does it not? I'm not sure. And then sometimes I think like more fancy sounding words that sound less like evil of like olden (laughs) times, right? Might be better. Like, oh, I'm an alchemist, you know, like I move energy. I change this into this. I transform things or, you know, I'm a healer. I heal things in my life or I harmonize or whatever. Um, So that's kind of been like my journey with it. Or um, one of the guests that we're going to have on in a couple of weeks, she calls herself a creatrix. I'm like, ooh, that sounds cool. But also sounds like kind of dark, like, ooh, I don't know. So now I'm just like (laughs) playing with all these different words. Like, what do I want to identify as? Not that I usually say them out loud, but more like in my mind, like, what am I? What am I? You know what I am? I already know. Like, yes, which I'm sure I know I've been a witch in a past life. I know I'm connected <laughs> to that for sure. But I also feel my fantasy is having like a little herbalist station in my garden and like talking to my, pl- I'm a druid, 100%. Like that's what I am. Okay. And when okay, I but, play- But you got to be careful with that word because well, it's, it's associated, wait, 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 let me finish. <laughs> um, it's become associated with- he doesn't like that that you're that you're stifling my word. Uh, he's actually he's actually barking because it's become associated with right wing stuff. Um, like really in in Europe. No, I know. What? Right? Tell me how. I need to know because because there's a movement in countries that were like part of Celtic culture. And so yeah. everybody, nothing's everybody, but um, there's a movement to kind of reclaim Druidism as kind of a nationalistic heritage. Um, and there's, you know, then it starts to segue with the other nationalistic movements and it can get into some murky stuff. Well, I mean, that's thanks for that's- coming on the show. <laughs> I know. Fuck yeah, right? I'm so kidding. I love you. <laughs> Uh, that's but, so but, annoying because like I, okay, there's this message to, and I 100% agree, you know, decolonizing a lot of these spiritual practices, which, you know, we see sage and we're just like, yeah, let me grab this sage, even though as a white woman, you know, I, I have no geological heritageal connection to that. So I did some research. What did my people do? Okay, well, a lot of my people were Celts, were Druids, were all of these things. And so I was like, okay, great. That's what I'm going to, that's what I'm going to be because now I can identify and I can feel like it's part of me, you know? So what, what's your, how do I do that now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) okay. So here's, here's where I'm at for myself. And the truth is I was even at this place when I started using the word witch, I've never, I've never called myself a witch. Other people call me a witch, right? Mm. So you guys are familiar with that. Um, but I think that part of the problem is that we're is that we're looking for a label or a name at all. You know, like a druid was a very a, a druid was a religious position um, in a religion that most like mostly doesn't exist anymore, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think that like we have to be careful with the grabbing things from other cultures. And I think we also have to be careful with being too careful about any of it. Like words evolve, things evolve. Yeah. They come into a new place. You know, I, I've had people give me grief about using the word smudge and I'm like, y'all smudge is from the smudge yeah. pots, which were placed outside the factories 
in England and other places in Europe because the stench was so bad. Yeah. They still but, smudge. They just smudge something else. <laughs> right. They just, they just smudge the scent of like boiled leather out of the air. Um, so, you know, it gets tricky when language kind of gets reused, right? The word mm-hmm. smudge has, it's not that it's not that any people native to the United States used the word smudge originally. They have, right. It's an English word. They had words in their own language. Um, but then it gets used and associated with, and it all yeah. gets it all gets topsy-turvy. And then we don't know what to say. We're like, ah, what language, you know, is respectful and points to the thing I'm actually doing. And right. So we get tongue-tied. And I think that that happens with witch and druid and creatrix and like all of these words. So some of it for me is, I think that we've gotten to this place where we're really performative. You know, it's like, what can I do on social media that shows off who I am instead of just being who you are? And so when you're busy being who you are, I'm not sure that you need a word for it. Mm-hmm. So you're just being, right. you're like, I'm just, you're just, I'm just, you're just doing your shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to be a druid guys. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. When I, the first ever D and D game I played with my dad and brothers, cause they are those people. Oh my God. I love you. I'm the, I'm that person. Not anymore. I, I grew up that way. And now my <laughs> husband is that way. And he's like, we got to get the boy. Cause I have three boys. We got to get them in a game. I'm like, okay. But every time I'm a druid, every single time, they're just the coolest, especially in the D and D game. Like well, the I fantastical I, version. I was always an elf. So I, I don't know. If I yeah. Was. Elf. Like stand behind the druids being the coolest. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can I be an elf? I want to be an elf. I now think I you're the right. elf size character. I think that for a couple of years, you could probably be an elf and then it would get like glommed onto and everyone would define it and you'd have to be <laughs> something else. <laughs> you know, no one's, I don't remember anyone ever calling me a druid or a witch, but you know what people call me all the time is a fairy. So can I claim fairy at least? Anyone? <laughs> Go for <laughs> is that it. Okay. Put it on your business card. I it's going to be my the fairy hypnotherapist. <gasps> Hypnotherapist. Oh. Wow. Love it. Hypnofairy. Is that anything? <laughs> Hypnofairy. That is about to be something. <laughs> anyway, this is such an important conversation. I'm really glad that we're touching on these topics because you're right. They are all, every word has potential to be, uh, what's it called? Like flavor of the month. And, and once that happens, everybody gets in on it and it can either and sometimes both make you feel left out and also that it's so diluted now that you just want to move on to something else so um it, it's it's a really great uh i'm sorry a really important subject to talk about um it's just happening so often so often with everything well there's too many people There's too many people, too many of them. And I think that we're living in this very um, outward way. Yes. And we're talking about practices that are really inward. So I think that there's like, there's a conflict there or maybe not conflict's the wrong word. I think there's a tension there to begin Mm -hmm. with, right? Like, so we're in this tension of trying to be outward facing because like, that's how we promote our businesses. That's how we sell books. That's how we do, you know, all these things. And we want people to be able to find us and identify us and know that like they might vibe with us. And yet at the same time, each of these words just gets stickier and stickier as more people 
put their thoughts and feelings and, and photos. There's something about images. There's an old book called um, The Language Versus the Goddess. And it's about how um, the world was more matriarchal before written language, which is kind of a fascinating concept that like, you know, once we switch to a more written, written language, something different happened in our brains from when we were more pictorial. Um, and it's interesting because we're getting back to pictorial, right? Like Instagram and um, TikTok and all, they're totally pictorial. You're looking at images. Yeah. And so that's, that's a big shift in how we think. And an image has a lot of impact. Like when I see these pictures with like droopy candles and black oh, shadows, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm like, this is what I mean by which that is not. <laughs> totally. Something showed up on my Instagram that was said that said, it was like an ad or something. It said, are you a green witch? And I'm like, well, probably. And I just kept scrolling because like, I just feel like there's so many different types also. Like you can't just be pigeonholed into one type of, of witch or, or, or practice one type of, I don't know, magic practice, whatever, whatever you want to call it. There's not just one type. And I think it gets confused a lot. And so did it, did it keep tracking you? They had, are you a green oh, witch? Probably. And you keep scrolling and it's like, it's like, are you growing meadow sweet and peppermint in your garden? Yeah. Are <laughs> you like, leave me alone. Are you ignoring okay, this ad? Cause we will come back. Okay. But, but truly like that's magic. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right. That's, I mean, I think that we sometimes get so lost in like the, the fairies and the elves and things like that, mm -hmm. that we, we forget the, the influence over our subconscious. Yeah. That technology is having. And like, Truly, that's, I mean, that's magic. Magic is like taking the energies of the universe and tweaking them just a little bit so they go the direction you want them to go. And yeah. that's, what the, that's what those advertisers are doing. Yes, that's Through like lizards. this. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I'm teaching my kids. Like I don't, I had to learn this at like 1920, which is relatively early for most people, but I don't want my kids to have a day that, they, that goes by that they don't understand their the power that they have of their own mind. Like I'm a hypnotherapist. Like I can't not teach this stuff. I can't not talk about it. So I tell them like, yes, there is magic. There's, of course there's magic in the world. It's you bro. Like you're the magic. You, if you think about something and you're really happy about it, it might come true. And that's magic, you know, um, teaching them that manifestation and law of attraction and all the things like aligning with those energies of the universe early so that they don't have to look outside and I'm, sh you know, I can't tell the future. Maybe they'll do that anyway, but I, at least I'm doing what I can do. Um, and, and it's true for myself too. I'm not, I know Kelsey can agree probably, but we don't always look within ourselves for the answer. There are days that I'm like looking for everything else besides looking inward and, and we're going to have those days, but I still always come home to the idea that like, well, you know, you know, it's in there. You just got to go get it. You got to go yeah. find it. Um, it's just such an important thing to just have instilled within you as you go through life, you know? Yeah. And your kids are so lucky that you're getting that early. Cause you know, I went well into my thirties kind of like looking around yeah. being like, are you my mother? Are you my mother? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me what to do. <laughs> What's the like, answer? Yeah. Yeah. How do I do this life thing? Somebody point me in the right direction. Yeah. And you know, the other side of that, as you said, knowing that you have all the power and knowing that you do have such important 
uh, influence in your, in your life and what happens around you. Also, there are people that know this and are kind of maybe using it to manipulate, like you said, with um, just simple things, advertisements and uh, the music they use in advertisements. We had a guest on the podcast who's teaching us about uh, uh, the Hertz, you know, the different Hertz in oh, music yeah. Yeah. and how a lot of commercials and advertisements will use this one type of, of pattern or whatever of, of tone that is kind of a little bit hypnotic. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my goodness. Of course they know. Of course, if they have this idea, they're going to use it against people that don't know, you know, and even people that do know. I'm aware, but I don't know that it's still not affecting me, you know? Well, even when you're aware, like you're driving in the car, you're talking to your kids, you got 17 things going on and this commercial comes on and it becomes subliminal at that point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Watching your little one learn and grow is the best feeling in the world, but finding the right toys to help them grow and learn can be challenging. That's what led us to Love Every. Love Every's play kits are designed by experts for your child's developing brain. Each play kit is tailored to your child's exact learning stage. They've done all the research for you so you don't have to. They have the right toys for the right time in your child's life and new play kits are delivered every few months that grow with your child. Play kits come with unique one-of-a-kind activities and playthings that are built to endure plenty of play. And each kit comes with a play guide that is packed with expert tips, ways to play, and do-it-yourself at-home activities that your kids will love. My child, who is two years old, got the Montessori animal matching game, and he loves it because, one, he loves animals, and two, it really helps with similarities and differences, and finding what makes things the same or different It has been such a enlightening moment for my kid because he's just now learning those things. So he just, how fast he took to this game was pretty impressive, if I must say. And he just loves it. He loves, he loves this toy. And I think this is such a great service for any parent who wants to take the guesswork out of finding developmental toys for their kids that are fun. Yeah. Love Every is super cool because they take the guesswork out of your child's play and they know what types of toys are good for your kid based on their developmental needs during their age or that stage of growth. So I would call these like smart toys that are going to help your kid succeed at life. So choose Lovery today. Get free shipping when you sign up to receive your play kits at loveevery.com slash vibin. That's L-O-V. E-V-E-R-Y dot com slash vibin for free shipping, loveevery.com slash vibin. You know, it's another kind of going backwards a little bit, even though the conversation has already progressed, but this came up for me as you guys were talking. Let's go for I it. feel like another complication with the whole wording and labels is that in olden days, like our genetics were more pure and now like everybody is mixed. So like for me, I have like my Indian DNA. Someone, but I also I'm have, sorry. Like, if somebody took that out of context, DNA. if someone took that out of context, you'd be canceled tomorrow. No, but I don't. Everybody, I mean, if they listen to the whole percentage thing. Percentage wise. Yes. No, totally. Like people were more one thing than another. And yes. now everybody's yeah, so yeah. mixed because everyone's been mixing, which is cool. Awesome. Great. Like I'm a rainbow child yeah. from every <laughs> continent. Like what am I supposed to call myself when I was probably like, 
have relatives who are like Mayan priestesses, but then also Mm -hmm. like Viking warriors and also like Egyptian blood. And it's like, I can't just say I'm one thing when I'm all of these things, you know? So I think that's also like an added complication of like, oh, there's so many ways you could like identify with your different cultures and genetics Mm -hmm. and DNA. All I have is Viking and like Celtic and that's it basically Scandinavian (laughs) and UK I'm that's it I thought my choice was hard I'm like do I do the Viking thing which you know they mixed with all the Celtic people anyway so it all comes down to the same I just had such a great image of you in like the little Viking hat yeah yes it's the it's the cheekbones I got Viking cheekbones but I it's 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 a good point Kelsey I mean there's a almost everybody I would say 99.999% of people listening to this are one and one thing and, you know, are multiple nationalities, multiple cultures, multiple origin, you know, places of origin. So it is a question of like, what do I feel more connected with? What, and, and if it's more than one thing, I think that needs to be okay, you know? Well, and then you start getting into things like, you know, if you believe in past lives, Mm -hmm. um, which is a whole other layer. Right. right? That's a whole other layer. <laughs> and I don't know that I necessarily believe in like a linear past life where like right. my entire consciousness was in another body, but you know, yeah, the atoms and, and stuff of ourselves mm-hmm. explodes back into the universe. Of course, that's going to get reincorporated into other stuff. Can I just say, because you said, I can't say that it's, that it's linear. I 100% agree. And I have such a, like a silly little story about my husband who is very in tune with like what I talk about, but he doesn't ever put it in the terms that I put it in. Cause he's, he's uh, very much black and white, like scientific and analytical, but at the same time, he's like, yeah, my energy does stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, I can manifest. Like, he's just so he's anyway. So I was my, my son, my oldest nine-year-old was saying something about past lives because that's what we talk about in this house and (laughs) and I said something like maybe you'll maybe in your next life you'll you'll be you know whatever and I was talking about the future and my husband looks at me he goes who's to say he's going to reincarnate in the future and I was like oh snap (laughs) (laughs) totally and I was like that's a good point we don't (laughs) that that's just a little window into like how my husband he just like drops these bombs sometimes Kelsey Oh, I've had them dropped on me. They're great. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, how do you know he's going to reincarnate in the future? I'm like, oh my gosh, you're right. He could reincarnate in the past. Like, who knows? You don't know. Like looking through history for him. That would be. Like Doctor Who. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Like Doctor Who. Lindsay, you're such a nerd. I love it. I'm such a geek. I know. And I I couldn't be more happy about it. Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, so yes, exactly. The and I wonder this a lot as somebody who does believe in reincarnation and and also somebody who believes in the power of epigenetics, which is the study of emotional memories and experiences that pass through the DNA. I often wonder to myself and I really want to do more research on this on my own, which one is more powerful or do they all do they both have an equal kind of weaving effect into who you become? Not only are you dealing with everything from your alternate lifetimes, you know, quotes, if you believe in that, but you're also like this amalgamation of everything that your ancestors have gone through to put you, to put me in this seat right now. So it's, it's very, it's such a convoluted and there's so many layers and so much 
there's so much stuff when you think about like where you come from. (laughs) Maybe what we call past lives is actually us tuning into our epigenetics. I think about that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) How do I know I'm like, I'm remembering a past life and not just like my ancestors life. You don't know. You don't know. (laughs) Get that in harmony. We don't know. We don't know. But I I think that's beautiful. Like to not know is so cool. I, I am such interesting that I think about like, what am I going to ask? What am I going to find out first when I die? And I go back to like, when I go back home, like, what am I going to like, really want to know first? Am I going to just want to know like what actually happened to Amelia Earhart? Maybe, maybe that's what I'm going to find out first. (laughs) Or like, do I just want to know if past lives are real or if I'm just remembering my insight? Like, you know, I agree that once our atoms kind of go where they're going, they have to, you know, energy can't be destroyed. It just is changed. So that kind of lends me to believe that, yes, we do probably recycle ourselves uh, in one way or another, but it's just so interesting. I don't know. I think it's so cool not to know, but it's also so frustrating also. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm an Aries and I got to know. I was was scrolling before I got on with you guys and um, a woman that I follow had a post that started, you are not who you think you are. And I'm like, okay, well, none of us are who we think we are. And none of us aren't who we think we are either. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like there's this, there's this stickiness to all these questions. Mm -hmm. And I think that they can be kind of twisted around in these weird sorts of ways. You're not who you think you are. (laughs) Hey, listen, it got you to stop though, didn't it? And that was the point of the post. Actually, I, I, you know, I saw it and I was, and I was kind of disgusted and I, I didn't, I didn't read the rest of the post. I was like, (laughs) (sighs) yeah. So, but you know, I think that it's like when someone claims to have answers to all these questions, like I love Mm -hmm. that you're just like, we don't know because we don't know. But when someone starts claiming to have the answers, like, I don't know, I get like the little like ding, 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 yeah. something's wrong here. Um, yeah. Someone's trying to take advantage of you in some way, shape or form. It's mm-hmm. hard to trust someone who, who says that there's nothing more to learn. And, you know, I, I don't think those words will ever utter my lips. I am so happy to learn new things and I'm learning all the time. And I think that can only be a benefit to myself and everyone around me by learning. If you say, you know, it all, like, nobody you're done you're just done you're done learning like that just makes sense to me yeah. sometimes I like to give like a preface like when people interview me and stuff and they'd be like well what do you think about this and I'll be like well today I think <laughs> today I know. I know where I'm at today in this moment in time yeah. I feel like this is probably it but also like tomorrow I might change my mind so don't hold me to that but yeah, that's how I'm thinking about it today this, this is, is my think, perspective yeah. right now in this yeah. moment but I'm gonna leave it open because I don't want to put myself in a box and I don't want you to put me in a box. <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally. See, and that's, that's back to the word thing. Like what, once we choose a label, we've really put ourselves in a box, in a box and then the box evolves and you're like sitting in the middle of it going like, Whoa, the box is evolving around me. Um, but I think that like more than that, like more than that personal discomfort, like I don't fit in my box anymore. Cause we can all step out of our boxes. Um, I think that sometimes we get we get to this place where the box becomes exclusive or exclusionary, and then people miss out on learnings or teachings that might really really help them if mm-hmm. they didn't feel excluded from that box. Yeah, I think 
the benefit of the labels and one of the reasons why we try to do it and we want to do it is for like the purpose of ultimately like connecting like oh if I'm a witch and you're a witch then you know we have this thing in common and we can connect and understand each other and like get the vibe like how you were explaining earlier Mm -hmm. so um I can understand why we want to do it and have like that need of like belonging and I want to be in a group and I want to be a part of something And at the same time, like you can do that if it feels good or you can just not do that and be everything that you are. And you can also do them both simultaneously. Like this doesn't have to be like if or like this versus that world. Like if we're embracing and consciousness, you can be defining yourself as this and also as everything else, as simply yourself. Yeah, I see a lot of clients who really want to know what they're, purposes you know let me let me drop into my higher essence my soul wisdom and find out why I'm on this planet that's awesome one of the biggest blockages to doing that for them on their own without even my help is the fact that they feel like they have to find the perfect thing the one thing that is the answer and one of the first things I'll say to people is you are allowed to change your mind. Like don't put so much pressure on yourself to know the one thing that's going to, that you're going to attach yourself as that label. And and that's it. Like the end, I'm happy. I'm fulfilled. Like I am doing what I know I'm supposed to do on this earth. However, I also know that I want to have, I want to have more. I want to do, I want to be a genealogist. I'm getting certified. I've decided it. I want to be a genealogist. I'm obsessed with ancestry and all of that stuff. And I feel like if we gave ourselves the ability to to evolve, (laughs) if we gave ourselves permission to know that, yes, I identify as this right now, but I know that that could change based on what I learned and what feels best for me in the future. Like, that's what life is. You know, you have to dance with it instead of just stamping it down and being like, yep, that's me forever, even if I'm uncomfortable, which is where most people get eventually. Um, you can expand. You can you can do that. Don't put so much pressure on yourself to be one thing. It's probably no. not going to work that way. <laughs> but I think that I think that like pulling that in mm-hmm. really show really shows us something important, which is your life person purpose is not a job title. No, it's your your Gosh, life no. purpose is is bigger and broader than that. So like, if your life purpose is to help other humans. There are 57 million different ways you can do that. There are so many things that fall under that umbrella. And probably so, a few thousand of them will really light you up inside. <laughs> yep. So, but, but I think that what happens is people want to find their life purpose when what they really want to find is their career. Like, like yeah. I think we, we confuse all these different things. Like if you want to find your life purpose, that might not make you any money at all. It might have yes. nothing to do with like what degrees you have or anything else like a life purpose is different than a career choice or where do, where am I going to live or who am I going to marry? Or, you know, am I going to, a life purpose is a feeling. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's that like locked in. I am exactly who I came here to be. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And, and most of the time, you know, in my experience, most of the time with my clients, it's, it's, I want to help people. I'm like, okay. I feel like we all have like different variations of like the same purposes. Yes, I agree. In a way, like different. I don't think any soul comes here to just take and take and take and take. (laughs) Yep, this is what I'm doing. Like, I feel like we all kind of come here with the intention to add something to the planet, you know, even whatever that might be for the greater good. 
even if it doesn't look good on the surface, you know, <laughs> do I, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about Hitler again. Okay. Kelsey, get ready. There she goes. Here I go. <laughs> do I believe that Hitler came here and fulfilled his purpose? Yes. But do I believe that it was horrible and sucked? Absolutely. It did. But you know, it, it can look so different. And I'm not saying like go and kill a bunch of people or be horrible. I'm just saying everybody has a purpose and eventually one way or another, it's going to work out the way it's supposed to. Don't come I, at me. Okay. I agree with you that everybody has a purpose, but I don't agree that all the purposes are um, to help other people or that are like, no, no, I don't no. Believe yeah. they're, they're, well, I don't believe that they're all. Let me, let me clarify. Benign. To add something, to add something to the, to the greater purpose of humanity. That is my statement. Hmm. Period. <laughs> now, now what, like, now what they're adding. Yeah. Is it to, is it to add something or is it to shift history or the course of, you know what I mean? Like when, like, well, yeah, I think that, I think that we're kind of saying the same thing to add their ingredients to the pot of consciousness on the planet. So yes, exactly. To, to shift, to, to do something, to move it forward in whatever way they choose to do that before they come here. This is fun. I like talking about these things. <laughs> I do too. I do the too. I absolutely do. Life. Like, oh, why are we here? What What do I want to do with my life? What do I want to call myself today? <laughs> oh, so existential today, aren't we? Uh, I'm like always like this. So I'm an air sign. Maybe I'm in my head a lot of. I was about like to say I'm always like this everything. too. <laughs> what, so, so Maya, existential right. angst. What are you, What are you like in terms of zodiac? Um, I, I am sun sign Gemini, um, okay. Taurus, um, Capricorn rising. Okay. Nice. I'm like, I don't know what my moon is. I don't remember, but I know I'm Sag rising. So I'm like a lot of fire. fire. You know, Sorry, the, Abel. The, my husband's a Virgo. So he, we're like, he's, <laughs> I'm here and he's here on the wheel thing. And every astrologer is like, you guys probably shouldn't be married. I'm like, whatever. We're happy. I don't oh, care. We're good. <laughs> oh, well. We're like the most independent signs, I guess, which so is true. You, you know, that moon piece though is really good to know. I know when um, I did know it, I just can't remember. Mm. So like the way I look at it is like your sun is kind of like your yang and your moon is like your yin. Mm. And so I just found for myself and like, maybe this is not true for other people, but for me, when I found out what my moon sign was, I was like, oh, that like explains so much about the Gemini stuff that just didn't resonate. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It was like, mm -hmm. oh, I've got yeah. this Gemini sun, but I have a Taurus moon that balances it out and that changes things. I think I'm also a Sag moon, I think. Mm. I know it's fire. Whatever it is, I know it's a fire sign. Um, <laughs> I don't think I get to like anything not being fire for a while down the chart. <laughs> like, fire, 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 fire. Oh, also earth and other stuff too. Um, I feel I like this ties in perfectly to like the labels because you can literally use right? anything like your human design, your Enneagram number, your horoscope to either like help make you feel more excited about who you are or to feel like, oh, F it. I'm oh, freaking cursed. I'm only oh, okay. going to be so able I'm to express myself in these defined ways. I can never do this. I can never do that. I'm so limited by my yeah. type you know so I feel like it could go either way I think this ties in like perfectly to everything I just found can. out it's Pisces which is not fire I thought it's it was fire. no it's yeah it's not fire, fire. but isn't it interesting because <laughs> obviously like you define yourself 
mm-hmm. by fire. And so you like, that's where you went. Just who yeah. I am, man. Ever since I was a kid. And when I found out I was an Aries, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I mean, God of War. Yes. It's my favorite video game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> like one of my favorite video uh, games also. So it just all works out. And Maya, mm-hmm. you'll get it. You'll get a kick out of mine. So my sun sign is Aquarius and then my moon and my rising are both cancer. And I have a bunch of cancer in my chart. Wait, I thought you were oh, sad wow. rising like me. No, that was a mistake. It's Aww. cancer. <laughs> we're not Sagittarius buddies anymore. No, but I love Sagittarius people. So we're still buddies. It's okay. I'll still be your friend. <laughs> we can't label ourselves that way anymore. Interesting. But yeah, because people are always like, oh, Aquarians are so non-emotional. They're so this, they're so that. And I was like, I don't know. I'm pretty sensitive. And then once I figured out that I had so much cancer in my chart, I was like, oh, I get it now. (laughs) See, but that I think that's it. Like, it's kind of like, you don't want to just live into the label, but when you can unpack the suitcase of the label and be like, oh, okay, now I understand myself better. Right. I think yes. that's like, that's really what it's about. It's not about mm-hmm. the label itself. It's about that, that moment where you go, oh, okay. I get myself a bit better now. Yeah. Or who here has read their horoscope to their partner and been like, see, <laughs> <laughs> he does I that like to, to me too. I so like fun. to study everyone's horoscopes in my mm-hmm. life. Like if I ever find a personality test or something that I want to take, I make everyone around me take it. So I can like learn about them too and see like how mm-hmm. we jive. And so I can understand them better. And I'm always like diving into the little things. And I'm like, Jeff, you see, this makes so much sense. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just picturing Andrew's big eye roll. <laughs> <laughs> Insert giant eye roll here. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. Well, I want to ask you, since we're among a fellow magical human, Mm -hmm. what are some of like the fun practices or ways you've been connecting with yourself or nature or your guidance lately? Hey, you guys, as always, we definitely want to let you know about one of our favorite sponsors, which is BetterHelp. And BetterHelp is an online place where you can go to have professional therapy and counseling at a really affordable rate. BetterHelp has you take a little quiz. They match you with someone who is going to specialize in your goals, whether that's working through your anxiety or your depression, or if you have a certain goal in mind, or you just want to feel better overall, or maybe I know I used BetterHelp when I was going through or healing from a breakup, I should say. And you can never have too many resources and too many like support systems in your corner. You just can't do it. You can't go wrong with that. So that's why we love to recommend BetterHelp, especially because during these crazy times, I think it's nice for everyone to have a therapist on their side, (laughs) help you work through things, process things. And in under 48 hours, you can be communicating with your new counselor or therapist after you get matched up from taking the little quiz. And everyone on there is really knowledgeable, really professional and Let's say you get matched up with someone who you don't love. You can always switch professionals, which is really cool. And another great benefit to BetterHelp is that maybe in your area, you're limited to certain people who specialize in certain things, but BetterHelp is for people worldwide. So you're getting access to so many more resources than you could naturally have on your own in your city. So definitely check out BetterHelp. It is one of a kind and it is so helpful and very affordable. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So visit betterhelp.com slash vibin. That's better H-E-L-P dot com 
slash V-I-B-I-N and join over the million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. We have a special offer for our High Vibinant listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash Vibin. Once again, betterhelp.com slash V-I-B-I-N. Lately. Mm-hmm. So um, we've been building a giant labyrinth on the property. No, you have not. We have. It's, I mean, you guys, this thing is ridiculous. I, I went a little overboard. <laughs> I walked, I, I walked the landscaper guys out into the woods. I'm like, I want a labyrinth here. And they're like, they're like, Maya, do you know that this is like on the slope? I'm like, mm-hmm. it's not bad. They're like, mm, okay. So I built a labyrinth on a slope and I made them do terraced walls because the slope is. Yeah. 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 So I've always just had like, I don't know, I have a connection to that design and that idea of like, you know, you're walking into the center, but you can't get there directly. And then you have to walk back out. Like, I feel like it's just, it's life, right? It's my life. you like, you find your center and then you're like, oh fuck, now I'm ejected and I have to find my center again. <laughs> and I can't walk in a direct line. And um, so that, that form is um, just something that I've, I've worked with for a really long time. And to have something coming onto the landscape, like to, it, it feels like opening a portal. I mean, it's Mm, this is I cool. have all these I have all these visions in my head Harry Potter also and the labyrinth which is one of my favorite movies are both can I come over yes please <laughs> it might take me a while I'll have take to say, are, you, are you driving <laughs> when they invent teleports I'm coming over I know when you uh, come visit me then you can come visit yeah. her it's only a couple I'll hours swing drive. By, it's not hard I'll go to Kelsey pick her up we'll swing by your labyrinth mm-hmm. and we'll have tea in the center oh my god <laughs> we'll have tea Perfect. in the center Perfect. That's only tea from your backyard. It leaves from your backyard. (laughs) The fresh stuff. The good stuff. You're lucky I actually grow some good stuff because some of that stuff is nasty tasting. (laughs) Poison ivy tea. Here you go. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That sounds so cool though. Oh my gosh. That sounds amazing. I didn't even know people could do I didn't even know that was a thing. I want to do that now. I really want a labyrinth. What made you think of getting a labyrinth? You just had that idea, the inspiration one day? No, like I've built them out of like stones and things before, but I wanted something Capricorn rising. I want to create things that last forever. So, you know, I built like Stonehenge on my hillside. Cool. Um, But it's, I don't know. I just like, I keep wandering out there at odd moments, you know, Mm -hmm. I'll be halfway through cooking dinner and I'll be like, oh, I would never not be in there. (laughs) Yeah. See what's going on. Um, so cool. and it's also been really interesting. Cause like here I have these like four, you know, landscape dudes I'm in Asheville. So landscape dudes are not like what landscape dudes are in other places, but still got my landscape dudes. And I was out there the other night, like talking to them about like the labyrinth and the purpose of it. And like this meditative walk that you do and, um, talking to them about this thing that they created and, my husband was like, you came off the labyrinth with these four guys following you. You look like the Pied Piper. Like, like there's just this energy to the creation that they yeah. so stepped into. Um, and it, I was like, I've been ending things and I can always tell, um, I've been teaching a program called Witch Camp for 
Mm -hmm. eight years and this is the last year. Like I can always tell when I'm ending things that there's evolution happening. Like something new wants to come in and I've got to kind of just put some other things to rest so that there's space. Um, And it feels like, like I walk out there and that labyrinth just feels alive and invigorated and like something, something new is going to flash right in. Mm, Very cool. Yeah. So has your portal, the backyard portal. portal. It is. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about which camp is this, is it, is it started yet? Can people still get in on it? Uh, people can still get in on it. It starts um the beginning of October. Okay. And I've been doing it for, I think eight years now. Sometimes I lose track. Um, and it's like, it's, you know, it's pretty dialed in at this point. You know, we got the best exercises. We've gotten rid of mm. the extra ones. It's uh, it, it's a great program. And, and the community that comes together around it is always amazing. Like I think people learn more from each other than they do from me or from the classes, which is, that's exactly right. Right. Like that's what it should be. Um, so, and I have a lot of really interesting people coming to teach and speak and do chats like this. So I think it's going to be a really good year. And then, um, it's a wrap and we just like open up the void and peer inside and see what's in there (laughs) (laughs) and wait and wait for the magic to happen. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, should we, okay. One more thing. What should people, how can people start, um, living life, turning inward and reconnecting to themselves? Like what's the first thing, if they're, if this is the first episode they're ever listening of ours and they're like, this is interesting. How do I get started? What would your advice be? My advice would be to look for synchronicities in your life. Like, you know, you want to start training yourself to find patterns. And so just, just start keeping your eyes out for anything synchronistic. And if that's like too vague, then in the morning, when you wake up, choose something that you're going to keep an eye out for. So it could be an animal or a color, but like, you know, kind of tune into one thing and then start looking for it and really pay attention to where it appears, but also when, like, what were you thinking about when that thing appeared? What were you, who were you talking to on the phone? You know, were you scrolling Instagram? What were you looking at? So um, starting to just notice patterns, I think is, is a really good place to start because most of these practices come down to some sort of patterning. Like if you're working with seasons, you're looking at the patterns of the seasons and how they become the patterns of your life, right? If you're working with the moon, same thing. You're looking at the patterns that happen over a moon cycle. If you're working with astrology, you're looking for the patterns that reoccur with different star signs. If you're doing tarot, you're looking for the patterns that reoccur through, through the cards. So I I think that all of these practices are a way of patterning and teaching ourselves to pattern. And so for me, the first step is start to notice patterns. Mm. I have a fun one to share. I'll give an example. So for me, if I'm like having a lot of anxiety, which is pretty common for me throughout the day. If I'm worried about a lot of stuff or just feeling overwhelmed or whatever, usually a car will either cut me off or pull in front of me that has some sort of a license plate that has a direct message. That's like, trust God, 
God knows <laughs> everything's cool. Like whatever it is, like it just is literally like in words right in my face and I cannot ignore it. And mm-hmm. then I just go, oh my gosh, I'm so ridiculous for worrying. I always worry and then it's always fine and blah, blah, blah. And that's like my cycle. Um, so that's, that's a very like daily relatable practical pattern that maybe some people out there can be like, oh yeah, I've had something like that mm-hmm. or I'll look for something like that. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's such a great example. Mine is I find feathers. Like if Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I'm on the right path, if I'm not sure I'm doing things correctly, I find a feather. If I'm, if I'm like on target, I find a feather. Yeah. Feathers, big one. That is a very big one. Mine's hummingbirds. Okay. To be fair, when I made the hummingbird thing, we were living in Los Angeles. And then when we moved into this house, they're everywhere. And this house (laughs) long story short is a definite manifestation. Like things are in this house and around this house that like I visualized (laughs) it's cool and crazy, but yes, hummingbirds are everywhere, which kind of just, it's, it's not necessarily like when I'm having a bad day, although sometimes definitely, but it's always a confirmation of like, everything's fine. You're good. Everything's great. So even when I feel like I'm on the right track, if I see a hummingbird, I'm like, yes, confirmation. I love it. (laughs) Right. And even if it's not confirmation from the outer world, because, you know, let's talk to the skeptics. Like, even if, even if there's like no confirmation from the outer world, once you get confirmation in your inner world, then you say to yourself, it's okay. I've got this. And you make it okay. Mm -hmm. Because we are constantly creating our world. Right. And so whether it comes from without or within begins to be irrelevant it's always within yeah 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 it always ends up being within and that's the matrix right oh my god okay (laughs) so let's tell people where they can find you let's tell people upcoming things for you I really want them to get every resource possible out there to find you and work with you if possible and then we'll head to the patreon yak house Sound yeah, good? so she can pull some cards from her deck. Yes, she's going to pull cards from her decks. I love cards. cards. I'm so excited. Can you get the decks on Amazon? Can I just ask? So, okay, girlfriend? so decks, these are, these, these as decks mm-hmm. are are new and they don't oh. come out until November. Ooh. So you guys are going to sneak peek on the Patreon if you're watching. Yeah, yeah, yes. they're getting a big sneak peek. So each of these decks, it was originally a book. Okay. And the, okay. And the books have these like- um, That's the Wild Wisdom car- series, right? Exactly, exactly. Wild and wisdom. so the books have these perforated cards in the back and they're, they're, they're just great for everyday use. But if you really want nice cards, the decks are coming soon. Oh, very cool. Okay, I love so that we're going to get a sneak peek. Of the books. You guys are getting a sneak peek. I just got these in the mail two days ago. <gasps> She literally unwrapped them on this call. So you guys will be the first with us to experience these decks. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, Okay, so where can people find you? Okay, mayatoll.com, M-A-I-A-T-O-L-L.com, which camp starts in early October. And then the last book in the Wild Wisdom series, which is the Herbiary, the Bestiary, the Crystallary, and then the Wild Wisdom Companion comes out October 26th. And it's um, like we were talking about cycles. It's about how to work with the seasonal cycles mm. um, and how to use crystals, animals, herbs throughout the seasons to kind of support your own journey and get you where you're going. Um, Very cool. Yeah. 
Love it. Well, thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing all your energy and wisdom and having this super interesting conversation with us that hopefully empowers the people to undefine themselves or redefine themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you feel inspired to do, give yourself permission to do that. Um, And we're going to head over to the Patreon. So if you're not there, you can always join us at patreon.com slash high vibe. Lindsay, any announcements? Oh, announcements. Shoot, I'm never ready for this. So join my membership, lindsayrobinson.com, or you can go on my Instagram, or my group program starts. Okay, my next client probably won't be till 2022 because I'm not trying to book myself over the holidays. So next year, 2022, or you can get started in my group program um, in the beginning, uh, I'm sorry, the middle of September. So go to my Instagram, Lindsay Robinson, and find everything, but hope to see you there. Yeah, there's a lot of ways that you guys can work with Lindsay without directly having to work with her every week in sessions, like join her membership, get in her course, do all those things. She created them so you don't have to wait like a year to work with her. So take advantage of them. (laughs) And then for me, uh, I got a couple books coming in hot pretty soon. So that'll be exciting. So if you guys aren't at um, on my email list, you can just go to kelseyaida.com, scroll all the way to the bottom and then subscribe. So you'll get an email once the book's released and everything. Um, Both of the books that are coming up will help you to learn different manifestation practices and or resistance releasing techniques. They're very interactive, these next two. So they'll be fun to play with. Um, So yeah, that's happening. And then the retreat in October is happening. And I had someone who's not gonna be able to make it so that opened up a bed which that always happens last minute for whoever's meant to join last minute so if you've been (laughs) thinking about it or you're like why haven't I heard about this retreat until now go to kelseyaida.com slash retreat because we're gonna have so much magic in Mexico it's gonna be amazing and this is in October so right Mm -hmm. actually we're gonna be there right when your book will be releasing because I think I'm leaving October 26 so right when your book is born that's also my boyfriend's birthday so it'll be a great book I already know a little Scorpio book (laughs) um and yeah so join us for the retreat and I think that's all we got to say so we're gonna head over to the Patreon we love you all Have a great day slash week and, you know, take advantage of your magic. You're awesome. Thanks so much for tuning into the show and being a part of our High Vibinet community. Make sure if you're loving this episode or any episode to subscribe. Every week we're coming out with new content for you guys. And you can also join our email list. So lindsayrobinson.com, kelseyaida.com. We send email reminders every week about the episodes if you want to be also in the loop that way. And be sure to connect with us on social at Lindsay Robinson and at Kelsey Aida. And of course, if you guys want to join the Patreon to get bonus content, extended episodes on video and exclusive hangouts and things that we only give to our VIPs, you can join at patreon.com slash high vibe. You can start for as little as three bucks a month. So super easy, super quick and super fun to be there. Also, leave us a review if you guys love this episode or any of our episodes. Go tell us about it in the reviews and share with a friend that needs it. We love you guys. We'll see you next week and have a great one.